जो कर रहे हैं वो मत करो आप सुनिए जो भी है छोड़ दो ये आतंकवादी का खेल कम्स द पुलिस ऑलवेज टेक्स इट सीरियसली It was not a specific uh, intelligence was given that a particular area it will happen. It was general alert was given for last about two three days. Do you mean to say that specific means will the people give you door number or street number and say in the particular street in a particular town? And today morning, for reasons best known to him, he said there is no specific inputs. हमारे पास जो इनपुट आ गया है हम सब शहरों में और सब राज्यों को हम इन्फॉर्मेशन दे रहे हैं कि अटैक हो सकता है मैं पूछना चाहती हूँ कि क्या केंद्र सरकार की जिम्मेदारी महज राज्य सरकार को जानकारी देना है या उसे रोकने में मदद करना भी गुड इवनिंग 24 फोर आवर्स आफ्टर द ब्लास्ट इन द हैदराबाद एरिया द बिग क्वेश्चन were there credible inputs by the delhi police inputs that dilsukh nagar where the blasts took place was on the radar of terrorists for several months how is it that there was a press release by the delhi police to this effect in october last year why wasn't anybody listening well there's also breaking news now coming in of how the man who founded the indian mujahideen yasin bhatkal may in fact have been let off by police in kolkata in 2008 On India decides this evening were intelligence inputs ignored could the Hyderabad attack have been prevented that's the big question on India decides this evening Meanwhile as the BJP slams the government in parliament for not showing enough resolve we ask the blame game over the intelligence mess up is politics weakening the fight against terror our politics weakening the fight against terror first our top story another blast another intelligence failure more questions no answers heard it all before perhaps you have the big question something that's been asked in the past as well could last night's attack in the greater hyderabad area have been avoided lives lost and maimed forever for no fault of their own once again india is forced to confront an invisible enemy and a horrible deja vu of mess ups in intelligence sharing coordination between agencies and police response ndtv has learnt that the terror alert sent out by the center two days before the blasts specifically mentioned hyderabad as a possible target the alert also said that bangalore hubli and coimbatore were among five cities that could be targets it talked about the possible revival of the indian mujahideen and the reactivation of lashkar modules the home minister later confirmed that a terror alert was indeed sent to five cities paanch shaharon mein visheshta iski jankari de di thi ki jahan bangalore hai mumbai hai hyderabad hai ya coimbatore hai ya aise shaharon mein humne yahan malumat de di thi Was this warning sent just two days before the Dilsukh Nagar twin blast ignored?
Was there a communication gap in the intelligence inputs being conveyed to the officers on the ground? Or was the input taken as routine? Mr. Chandrababu Naidu, as well as BJP leaders, have been raising this issue about whether the warnings that were uh, said to have come, the intelligence uh, inputs that are said to have come, were they uh, treated as routine uh, by the state police? The, uh, initially, we had heard from uh, uh, some of our sources in the police department, which suggested that there was no specific information that was in fact uh, passed on to the officers on the ground. That uh, in the last uh, uh, 72 hours, ra rather 48 hours before the blast took place, there was no specific intelligence about uh, Hyderabad being a target. DG and uh, CM, they cannot say that. If you think it is a routine message, what is the work you are having? Chief Minister Kiran Kumar Reddy, however, says the input was received and acted upon. But sometimes, it may not be enough to avert a terror attack. Whenever such alert comes, the police always takes it seriously and see the timing and the place. That is the crucial in such uh, uh, when a bomb takes place bomb, bomb, uh, and these two things are never done in advance they are done they are done only one hour or two hours before the incident another warning another blast more lives lost despite new system of coordination and occasional successes in preventing terror strikes india's law enforcement agencies are repeatedly getting caught on the wrong foot as they did in hyderabad on thursday Unless coordination improves and intelligence inputs are taken more seriously, prevention of terror strikes is going to be more difficult in India. With Uma Sudhir in Dilsuknagar, Nitin Gokhale for NDTV. Imagine having your life altered in a fraction of a second. That's what happened to scores of families, their loved ones, the victims of the Hyderabad attack. In her heart is much more than in her leg. Rajita had finished buying stationery for her upcoming exams for an MBA course she is pursuing. In the Tinsuknagar area of Hyderabad, her hostel warden Swapna and she were waiting for a bus when the high-intensity blast occurred. Within seconds, 30-year-old Swapna died. Rajita's right leg was crushed to the bone. A runner in college, this 22-year-old has an amputated leg now. He was hit once and then hit again. Abdul Vase was saying prayers at the Makkah Masjid in Hyderabad in May 2007 when splinters from a bomb tore his leg. He was at work in Dilsuknagar area on Thursday evening and this time splinters tore into his ribs. What do you want to message One such family we show you from a distance that continues to mourn for hours. The mother wearing the red sweater is mourning the death of her only son. Raj Shekhar, who was an officer in the making, he had written the uh, exam for a sub-inspector of police. 
people who, who we met yesterday in the hospital, many of them in fact were students, very very young people. It's not surprising because if you look around in fact everywhere that we see, these are uh, 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 there are uh, institutes that are catering to people writing to bank exams, to people sitting for the sub-inspector of police exam uh, for various uh, uh, tests and exams and this place in fact is famous to have lots of lodges uh, accommodating youth who come in from the district. Hyderabad is united in grief. The city has been calm after the powerful twin blasts in Dilsuknagar on the 21st of February 2013. Like it was calm after twin blasts in August 2007, after the Makkah Masjid blast in May 2007 and every and many of the times this city has been a target of terror attacks. Each injured, each of those affected by the blast then and now have a painful traumatic story to tell. But each family also says enough. Radhika Ayer with DM Kumar in Hyderabad for NDTV. Was there ever any intelligence which could have been shared with the Andhra Pradesh government earlier on? Actionable intelligence which could have prevented the blasts yesterday. In fact, in October last year, the special investigating team of the Delhi police had released some information about a couple of people who the Delhi police believes may have been responsible for the August 2012 Pune blasts, multiple blasts in Pune. Now, how are those individuals responsible or possibly linked in a way to what's happened now in Hyderabad? Well, it concerns one of these people, in fact, two of them. This is the first person, Syed Magbul is his name. How could he potentially have been linked with the blasts in the greater Hyderabad area? Well, let me explain. Magbul and this man, a man named Imran, apparently were involved in reconnaissance of Dilsuknagar. That's an area which was attacked yesterday in the greater Hyderabad area. Also, other parts of Hyderabad, such as Begum Bazar. And they did this earlier on. They did this last year after which they had been arrested. This was information which was released as a press note. Surely this information that a reconnaissance of these areas had been carried out, including the area which was targeted yesterday, surely that could have been shared with the Andhra Pradesh government. Now, why exactly did this happen? Possibly because it was ordered by Riaz Bhatkal, this man, the head allegedly of the Indian Mujahideen, the founder of the Indian Mujahideen. So here's where the Indian Mujahideen link actually comes up. But let's just move on, take a look at a few more details. Who exactly is Makbul? He is apparently, according to the Delhi police, an IED trainer, an explosives expert who knows how to step, set up improvised explosive devices. A few more details about this particular man. He had a life sentence against him, which was commuted in 2009. Now, let's look at the Indian Mujahideen link. Compare what happened yesterday and contrast and what happened in Pune in August last year. The bomb was mounted on bicycles in August 2012 in Pune. It was mounted on bicycles yesterday in the greater Hyderabad area. The blasts both took place in the evening in August 2012 and yesterday as well. Now, the explosives were kept in close proximity of each other. Last night, just 150 meters apart from each other, in August 2012, the explosives were kept in the same vicinity as well. What about the types of explosives used, the nature of the bombs which were used? And here is where there are startling similarities. Ammonium nitrate had been used in Pune last year and ammonium nitrate was used this time as well, though another substance in small measure was also used to enhance the blast radius. Metal scraps, specifically iron nails and ball bearings, we are told, were used in yesterday's blast. 
similar substances, ball bearings had been used in Pune as well. The timers in both cases were ordinary alarm clocks is what we are told. The big question was the Indian Mujahideen responsible for the blasts which took place in Pune and also last night. That's the big question. Investigations continue. But the role of the Indian Mujahideen quite clearly not being discounted. Well, if you're talking about the Indian Mujahideen, then that man on your screens, Yasin Bhatkal, his name comes to the front. That's because he's thought to be the founder of the Indian Mujahideen. And here's the breaking news now coming in. Yasin Bhatkal had apparently been captured and arrested and detained by the Kolkata police, but he was let off in 2008. This is news coming in as we speak. We'll be joined in a few moments by Monadipa Banerjee. But if this proves to be correct, and we are getting this from very, very credible sources, that Yasin Bhatkal was in fact uh, let off by the Kolkata police, it just goes to show how shoddy police work or shoddy investigations have resulted in the release of a man who has created terror in other parts of the country and his link to what has happened in Hyderabad at this stage cannot be ruled out. I'm joined by my colleague Monadipa Banerjee. Monadipa, what are you hearing? Sorry, I'm sure you need to repeat that. Yeah, Monadipa, what are you hearing about Yasin Bhatkal? Well, very simple facts of life, really. Uh, you know, I've been in touch with the STF, uh, senior members of the STF of the past, and they have confirmed to me that, yes, indeed, in around 2008, a man apparently called Muhammad Ashraf of Darbanga, that's the name and address he gave, he was arrested in Kolkata in connection with a fake currency case. Yeah, he was arrested, he was tied, he was put into jail, he was in Alipur jail for several months. In the meantime, the STF, which had acted on notice from uh, the IB, the central IB, uh, they sent details of this Ashraf to Bihar. And Bihar police uh, apparently confirmed that yes, indeed, there is a person called Muhammad Ashraf of Darbhanga. Apparently, there was a voter ID card to prove so, but the voter ID card was clearly fake. Now, this man was then released from prison for lack of uh, evidence, and he left. Now, it was only in 2010, apparently, some genuine IM, Indian Mujahideen activists, were arrested in Kolkata, and they said that the man who had pretended to be a fake currency courier and who had given his name as Muhammad Ashraf of Darbhanga, he was actually Yasin Bhatkal. Now that is something that the STF is confirming, but by the time they got to know of this, it was too late to do anything. But yes, Yasin Bhatkal was in the custody of the special task force here in Kolkata, and then he was let off because there was a confusion about his identity, a confusion that only became clear two years later when some IM operatives arrested, uh, you know, confirmed that uh, this Muhammad Ashraf of Darbhanga was actually um, Yasin Bhatkal, who had gone and got a fake voter's card from the place that he claimed was his residence in Bihar. Right, Muldipa, absolutely shocking news that the man thought to have created the Indian Mujahideen let off for whatever the reason was. The Kolkata police obviously didn't get the information that the man they were dealing with, a man called Ashraf, was in fact the same man, Yasin Bhatkal. Well, let's just go straight across now to my colleague Uma Sudhir. Uh, she's been tracking the story throughout the night, all the reactions. She also had an opportunity to speak to uh, the Chief Minister Kiran Kumar Reddy earlier on. But before um, we get to that, Uma, let me ask you, you know, 
approximately this time last night there was absolute chaos behind you in that same location there were hundreds of people over there investigators were having a very difficult time what is the mood behind you there tonight more than 24 hours later vishnu the mood actually has not changed yesterday it was shock grief anger but in the last 24 hours we have been here continuously round the clock and we have seen actually people coming on and on and on and on yesterday it was just shock and grief today somehow this place seemed to have uh, turned into a kind of a pilgrimage where people come there not just to express their grief and sorrow at what has happened anger also at what has happened and also to say that we are still courageous we are not going to say that we are afraid and we'll sit at home because this happened we want to come out and demand safety we want to come out and demand answers from the government we want to come and express solidarity with the people who have lost a dear one this could have happened to anyone and that's that's the kind of questions that people are raising even as political questions are being raised in delhi uh, vishnu i spoke earlier in the day to uh, Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister Kiran Kumar Reddy. In fact, I asked him if the police in the state was in fact taken completely by surprise. Yeah, it, it was uh, an unfortunate incident. Uh, although the police was very alert, the timing and the uh, place was a surprise for the police. Mr. Reddy, uh, we have specific input from Delhi that suggests that you had in fact got terror, uh, terror alerts that said that Hyderabad could be on that radar of terror, that it could actually face a possible terror attack. Didn't your police act on it? See, alerts were received by the state police and they had taken the alert seriously and they were, uh, they have done their duty uh, of, of uh, doing all the um, uh, uh, what the alerts said, they had gone into detail about uh, such alerts, and they were doing their duty also. Does it really mean that you didn't get uh, actionable intelligence, or does it mean that despite getting the uh, the alerts from them, you were not able to avert this uh, attack that happened? See, a lot of such uh, inputs uh, have, uh, the police have converted into stopping the incident. But uh, this is an unfortunate inc incident which they could not uh, prevent. But Mr. Chief Minister, uh, there was also a report, a press release in fact, that was uh, issued by the Delhi police that suggested that they had given intelligence input suggesting that uh, Indian Mujahideen operatives had in fact carried out recce operations uh, in areas like Dilsuknagar, in Begum Bazar as well and in Abbots. Didn't the police here act on that? Yes, it was about, it was three or four months back where such inputs was there. And they are doing a regular um, checkup of all these places. Even ten days before, there was a, a checkup of all the important uh, public officers, including the assembly and other places. When such uh, inputs come, they, uh, the police does a thorough checkup. And it, it is unfortunate that the timing and uh, the day was uh, they could not uh, um, anticipate. 
thank you, Mr. Chief Minister, for joining us and answering many of these questions that have been, in fact, agitating the minds of many, not just our politicians that we are talking about, but people who have been gathering here. Uh, Vishnu, that those are, in fact, the very questions that many of these people who are coming here with their candles in hand, raising slogans for the country, raising slogans against terror, these are also the questions that people here are asking. Back to you, Vishnu. Uma, thank you very much for joining us. Well, within a day of the attack, the political blame game has begun. There are many who say it's time for us to stand up and stay united. This is, after all, an attack not just on Hyderabad, but on India. There are others, though, who insist that enough is enough. Someone is accountable and that someone has to be the Home Minister of the country. Honorable members, as you are aware, several persons were killed and a large number were injured in two bomb blasts in Hyderabad, Andhra Pradesh yesterday. The House may now stand in silence for a short while as a mark of respect to the memory of the departed. Through silence, the Indian Parliament put up a show of might and unity, but it lasted just two minutes. In the House, the government didn't accept intelligence failure, fumbling in its answers. The situation is under control. I extend my heartfelt condolence for the bereaved families. The government is committed to combat such cowardly terror attacks. At least you should receive, get information and appreciate at 4 o'clock. I left in the morning, you see. Government and the opposition disagreed over how to discuss the terror attack. As a result, the two houses witnessed five noisy adjournments. Some lost their cool. What is this? I am not able to understand. Then there is no need to have a debate. Let the home minister go to hell. What is this, Tamasha? Please. What is this, Tamasha, going on? I am not able to understand. Please. The incident happened at 7 o'clock, 6 minutes in the evening. The home minister would have gone at 8 o'clock and would have come back in the morning and be available in the parliament to discuss this issue. Do you, do you mean to say that specific means will the people give you door number? Or a street number, the government seems to be clueless. As a principal opposition party, the BJP's attack on the government for failing the people of Hyderabad was acceptable. But the BJP had recently lost its thunder as both Afzal Guru and Ajmal Kasab were hanged. For the party, the blasts were an opportunity to shift the focus back on national security. नौ वर्ष बाद आपके इस निर्णय की कोई न कोई प्रतिक्रिया खास तौर पर उन इलाकों में हो सकती थी जिन इलाकों को हम सेंसिटिव कहते हैं अंग्रेजी में वल्नरेबल कहते हैं। The environment of Hyderabad had been vitiated by certain provocative comments. The Hyderabad blasts have restarted the debate on internal security and on the functioning of the Home Minister. The opposition is disappointed with Mr. Sushil Kumar Shinde doing a U-turn on the issue of intelligence alert. Last evening, the Home Minister claimed his ministry had prior intelligence. This morning, he qualified it to non-specific inputs. But Mr. Shinde's statement in Parliament was totally silent on the issue of intelligence inputs. At the end of the day, the government is not complaining. Nobody asked it any embarrassing questions about the helicopter scam. Also, both the houses only debated just the terror attacks. Still, at the end of the day, the government and the opposition have nothing to offer in form of a small token step towards making terror or the tragedy it brings a thing of the past. With Sandeep Hukan in Delhi, Rahul Shivasa for NDTV.
Well, the big story we are tracking, intelligence inputs, they were there it seems, but they were ignored. The Delhi police's reports from October last year were ignored. Could the attack on Hyderabad have been prevented? When we're looking at the intelligence mess up, we always do when these blasts take place and we wonder if we're asking the right question, but it seems that there was clear evidence which was neglected this time around. Also, the politics of it all, another eternal theme whenever we discuss a bomb blast or the impact of it, are politics weakening the fight against terror. Joining us, Senior Congress Leader Keshav Rao joins us. Uh, also, Mr. R.K. Raghavan, former CBI Director. Asaduddin Ovesi, Doksa by MP of the AIMM is with us. Leela Punappa, former Ambassador and uh, former Deputy National Security Advisor. And with me in the NDTV studio, Nalin Kohli of the BJP's National Executive. Thank you all very much for joining us. Mrs. Punappa, if I can come to you first, as a former National Security Advisor, you would have been in a situation when information comes in of a blast taking place. And then there is this constant back and forth that takes place in the media, among politicians, perhaps among bureaucrats, of there having been some failure, an intelligence failure. What has fundamentally changed since the time that you were Deputy NSA and now, because we keep discussing the same things? Uh, I can't really comment on uh, what has changed because obviously I don't have access to official material after I admitted office. But I think in looking at this, there are four or five key issues. Number one is the absolute necessity to depoliticize the discourse. There is no room for the kind of uh, finger pointing that we have seen in Parliament today or in the past because these are national issues and must be treated nationally. At a time when people were dying or dead or injured in Hyderabad, we had the kind of uproar that there was in Parliament and uh, I think as an ordinary citizen I would say it appeared quite unseemly. Uh, secondly, policing. If you go back to the GOM report of 2001, yes. the very first aspect with regard to internal security was strengthening the role of the beat policeman, which means that there are issues of training, of equipment, of, uh, of mission uh, that uh, need to be put in place so that the ground information that is required to prevent an attack of this kind is, uh, is available to the best possible extent. Uh, uh, we, and which also requires, I think, an entire rethink on the whole business of VVIP security. Yes. The next point, the third point, concerns intelligence sharing, which has to be 24-7. It cannot be linear, it cannot be hierarchical, it has to be real-time. And uh, we've had the debate on the NCTC, the National Counterterrorism Center, over the past couple of years. I mean, you have this strange situation where the state governments ascribe unto themselves powers, but the responsibility is supposed to be that of the central government. Yes. Now your question, was it shoddy policing? I would say it is shoddy systems. Yes. Uh, we have had enough indications of the kind of systems that we need to put in place, okay. but we are yet to see this happen. And this requires everybody to put aside political or uh, bureaucratic or turf issues and to make sure that information is shared, the beat policeman is strengthened, equipment and such like that is required is provided and in working condition. Okay, Mrs. Bunapa, I get, I get the point that you're trying to make. I just want to get in a few more voices. Mr. Ovesi, you heard what the, the former deputy NSA had to say that, look, this is not the time to fight. This is not the time to disagree. This is the time to come together and sort out the system. But let me uh, give you a contrarian perspective. I don't know if you agree. A lot of people would say this is exactly the time 
to point out the failures of the government. And because if we don't point out the failures of this government, this sort of mess will go on and on and on because this isn't the first blast this, this is taking place. This is a blast. This is yeah. a blast which is this is a series of blasts which have taken place. So, Mr. Ovesi, let me ask you this. Do you believe it is now time, while being dignified about things, for us to raise serious questions to the government? You know, there is a very thin line between raising uh, serious questions and, pol and politicizing the whole debate. Uh, I would say that the questions which you, you have in mind are very relevant and genuine questions which not only you but everyone in the nation wants to know. But uh, will it help the cause at the ground at this particular moment of time if we ask those questions and, 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 and stick to the uh, and ask for answers? I don't think so. Let us wait for some time. Now, coming back to what the, uh, uh, the, the ambassador was saying, I, I think she would agree with me that what, what, what more is required is that the intelligence bureau has to be made accountable to the parliament. There has to be a parliamentary oversight. And as far as it comes to the Delhi special police cell, I have read a report prepared by Jami Milia professors and in that report it has clearly shown that what kind of shoddy and, uh, and a discriminatory work was done by Delhi Special Police Cell in destroying the lives of so many youths of, of our country under UAP Act. But in Let this particular care. case, they seem to have identified that Dilsuk Nagar was an I, area I, which, which was going I, to be attacked. Can, can, I, can I please tell you that as far as my information tells me that the uh, Andhra Pradesh police did went to Delhi, met with uh, the Delhi police people yes. and they, were, uh, you know, they, they got all the relevant information. But let us also be honest that this war on terrorism cannot be won unless and until you win the hearts and minds of people. Yes. So long as you, as you continue to alienate a particular section of people, believe me, this war cannot be won. You have to take everyone into confidence and I don't want to politicize the whole debate which you, are, which you have in mind. But please remember that if you have the same place we had witnessed a bomb blast in 2002. Yes. Near Saibawa Mandir, which is, which is walking distance from yesterday's incident. Now, 10 years have passed, uh, Vishnu, and not a, the case has yet to be, in a charge sheet has yet to be filed. All right, so action you, not and, taking place and, on and, the ground. And, 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 Let's and, not politicize the issues you're yeah, and, yeah. you, and you have And you have one of the accused of 2002 bomb blast. He committed suicide because of police harassment. Okay. Now, can, where where are we heading now? Where are we heading okay, now? Okay, where are we so heading? Nalin Kohli, let me ask you this. What happened in parliament today? The, uh, the attacks, and, and you know, it's debatable for me to use that word, but by Venkaya Naidu against the Home Minister in the, Lok in the Rajya Sabha, the very strong language which was used, it sort of flies in the face of the BJP also saying, look, let's all come together, we need to stand united. So are you adopting a two-fold strategy, slam the government on the one hand and then say we are all united? No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. And I think we need to look at it in perspective. The first part is, if Venkayaji is speaking in an impassioned manner, I think he's actually speaking and crying out the anguish that is about the question of how we are dealing with terrorism. And to deal with terrorism, as Sushmaji, Arunji, Venkayaji and our top leadership has said, Mr. Rajnath Singh in uh, uh, Andhra Pradesh itself, Hyderabad, what are we talking about? You need a national resolve. And we are saying unequivocally and we are saying it consistently. We will stand with the government and with anything that strengthens it. The question here is how many lives are we going to keep losing? How many injured and where do we draw the line? Now let's look at it one by one. What are the issues? So Now where does the onus fall? It's not about blame game. Decisions have to be taken. 
systems have to be put on their uh, place. It has to be done between the state and the center. It mm. can't be a one-way track. Mm. And it has to be a matter of trust. And trust has to be built between this functioning. Now, in a country that is a superpower in IT, we still do not have connectivity in terms of how information will flow. There's no real-time so, information flow. Where is it? I mean, your, your Yasin Bhatkal story shows that something as critical as this should have been minutes job. We are providing solutions to the rest of the world in IT. Shouldn't we be looking here? Ms. Punappa has spoken about, in one sense, police reforms. It's crying out. Now, this is a national resolve. You need to move on it. States have to be, so have to be centers. On the counter, we talk of the beat constable. What does the beat constable get? I mean, there are salary issues. There are facility issues. I mean, in cities, some cities, the shoes are not even given on time. And we expect the world out of them. That's an, I mean, not, and there is also shoddy police work on the I other hand. I suspect we'll be talking so about this even one year later. Because I, no, the but that's beat, the point. The, the, the uh, beat policeman, at the end of the day, is the person who suffers uh, the most. Well, and his job is perhaps okay. the most important. Now, the, let's go a little further on this. You need to look at issues, how fast we try them. Now, the question when we talk about intelligence gathering, it has to be effective. At the end of the day, in the United States, a terrorist attack took place of mega proportions, but they've been able to stop it because yeah. there's a national result. Okay. The point I want to make and sum it up, and you can take the debate ahead, is that and we need a national consensus. Now, everyone is willing to join it, but we're talking about an NCTC. Like well, if it's, even if it's NCTC, national you can't ignore the yes. states. It has to be done in a proper way. A single institution There's won't a lack change of anything. Consensus. Well, a single institution won't do anything. Sure. At the top but of the time, you need to have to look at the whole uh, uh, gamut of issues, starting from the social to the political, and finally to the intelligence and the policy. Okay, I just want even to the legal. Mrs. Punapa, I know you had something to say. Just bear with me. I wanted to go across to Mr. Raghavan, former CBI director. So one of the most shocking and one of the most basic aspects of this story is that they were actually CCTVs. In the past, people have cried themselves hoarse saying closed circuit TVs, closed circuit TVs. In this particular instance, there were CCTVs. But believe it or not, sir, they were disconnected. They were disconnected for two to four days and nobody seemed to know that these weren't working. So, you know, you've got technology, but you don't know how to monitor it. Isn't this also an issue? It's not just getting technology, even basic technology as CCTVs. It's knowing how to monitor it. Yeah, um, you have hit the nail in the head. Uh, CCTVs are a great deterrent to crime. Uh, London, for instance, has proved this uh, decisively. And if CCTVs available in Hyderabad in this particular area had been switched off, you must find out who actually did them. Was there a collision between the terrorists and those who were uh, in responsible for maintaining CCTVs in good condition? This has to be gone into. But I have a basic point. Um, the Andhra Pradesh police um, is being excoriated for um, not acting on intelligence received from the center. There is a gray area here. Neither the center nor the state government has been very clear as to whether there was actionable intelligence. We have to go into this unless the public are shown copies of the communication exchange between the center and the states without the sensitive uh, uh, portion of it relating to the yes. source of information. Unless this is the public are taken into conference, you cannot blame only one of the two parties. Second, uh, the Andhra Pradesh police uh, had a, a responsibility to be extra vigilant, particularly after Afzal Guru's hanging. So, uh, actionable intelligence or no actionable intelligence, it was the duty of the Andhra Pradesh police to have kept a high vigil because this happened within a fortnight of Afzal Guru's hanging. 
it is very clear that these blasts have had have a direct link to the government's decision to hang Afzal Guru. So when that was the case, merely passing the buck onto the IEB to saying that they did not provide inter, uh, actionable intelligence, I think is uh, not acceptable. But, but, but Mr. Raghavan, so, the, the question sir is what is actionable intelligence as uh, Venkaya Naidu uh, said in Parliament quite correctly, what, what, what do you want uh, the IB to do to point out the door and say, you know, press this doorbell and, you know, you will find the terrorist over there. You know, it's also about effective yeah, policing. I agree with him. So, you know, how much information no can actually be provided? I, I agree. No such actionable intelligence will be available. Terrorists are such a hard nut to crack. Their organizations are not porous. They are so dedicated. So determined, you cannot get any information out of them. You cannot infiltrate them. Uh, so the the fundamental flaw is policing in this country. The policing has reached such an abysmal depth. It will be difficult to believe. If you go into this, uh, how policing is uh, being run in majority of of the, of the cities in this country, yes. you will be shocked. The police have become so um, uh, complacent, so indifferent and become so venal that they couldn't care less whether the cities are attacked by terrorists or not. Or not. Okay. So I just wanted to, sir, just, just to interrupt you because I, I, uh, Mr., uh, I just wanted to go across uh, to Mr. Keshav Rao, who's been waiting very patiently. Uh, Mr. Rao, go ahead with the point that you were trying to make. Go ahead, sir. Well, what I'm saying is this is not the day when we indulge in some kind of a blame game. As you rightly started the debate by saying that, look, the entire country, all the parties in the parliament and outside has stood as one to fight this. But this they have been doing long. Then you brought out, and I totally agree with uh, Mr. Avaisi, my friend, who did say this point, that although it is a time for us to raise the question so that we find the answer, because this is a hard day. But at the same time, we must also know that this might add to some kind of politicalization because we want depoliticizing the entire issue when we do. Mr. Raghavan was talking only uh, uh, in the earlier, uh, in other TV. See, these kind of things when you want to take people into confidence to fight this, and that is the basic for any fight against terror, yes. you must understand other conditions. It is not only simply the politician or the political system or the mechanism that is there. NCTC, this Andhra Pradesh government is Congress and the central government. All this, but there are economic, there is politics, there are the moorings, there are social uh, compulsions. All this. This is what exactly Mr. Awesi was trying to hint at when he said a particular section is being alienated. How do you win that section? Now that is. I think uh, at this hour is some kind of politicizing an issue. But no, I, I think it's an important point that you're making because I, I, need you know, to look you, maybe, uh, maybe there's nothing necessarily wrong at politicizing this issue. What are we being so defensive about? But Leela Punapa had a point. Uh, Ma'am, go ahead. Not, sir. You see, okay. Yeah. Uh, may I go ahead, Vishnu? Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, I, I think the police, the intelligence and so on really have a thankless job. Because they are damned if they do and they are damned if they don't. Um, I think for every attack that happens, there are possibly many more that are stymied and nobody gets to know about it because these are not things that are bandied around. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to recognize this. Yes, I recognize that uh, what both Mr. Kesha Rao and Mr. Ovesi have said, that yes, it is part of the political debate. My point is that this is not the time to point fingers because if you go back to the GOM report, it was, uh, it was produced during the time of the NDA government. 
Uh, subsequently, we've had the UPA government, and there have been acts of both omission and commission by both sides yes. in terms of not putting in place uh, all the recommendations which the government of India had accepted. So I think uh, to the extent that there is blame, everybody is culpable. Um, the third point is that you talked about shoddy policing, uh, Vishnu, but I think it really extends to shoddy systems. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, this business about the CCTV cameras not working, there have been recommendations about CCTV cameras being integrated into building codes, into management of public places. And let us say there was no intelligence. I mean, there's all this talk about, well, it was not actionable and so on and so forth. I think responsible uh, administrative agencies would, should make assessments in terms of what the environment is, the security environment, the socio-political environment, and try to anticipate the kind of problems that arise. Right. They may get it right sometimes, they may not. But it's not good enough to say, well, information did not come one way, because much of the information that comes one way actually originates from the grassroots. Okay. So um, I, I, I think there is a need for systems, and there is a need for standard operating procedures, starting with orderliness. Last okay. night, after the bomb blasts, for hours and hours, there was no police cordoning off. You had these so-called VIPs coming along with their entourage, and in fact affecting the evidence on the ground. Yeah, Mr. So Ovesi had a point over there. In terms of policing capability. Sure. Mr. Ovesi, you had a point over there and, and actually Mrs. Ponapa raises a valid point. It was captured on, tel on television cameras. Politicians across party lines with their supporters landed up over there. Some were holding press conferences a, a few hours after this blast took place at the blast site. You know, I mean, it's an emotional issue but you know, I mean, uh, systems need to be in place to prevent ex exactly this as well. And I totally agree with uh, what the ambassador has said and what Uma said during her report that the blast site has become a kind of a political tourist center. Yes. It's absolutely nonsense and stupidity on the part of politicians to go there. You know, we don't have the technical expertise. Why, why do you want to go there? You know, let the technical people do their job, but no, you have to go there. And the politicians also have, you know, what can we do if we don't go, then the media says uh, Mr. X and Mr. Y didn't turn up. So there has to be a change in mindset. But also please understand that, you know, uh, I, I again reiterate at the cost of, uh, of getting criticism that there is a large section of people who do not believe in all these theories or stories or facts if they are true which are being shown on TV now. Believe me, this has to be checked unless and until you take people into confidence. You, do, you cannot get uh, intelligence you cannot, f unless and until the people on the ground are willing to help you. People on the ground see that, yes, we have a challenge. There is a menace and, and there is a scourge of terrorism which we have to tackle. That is why I keep on reiterating, you know, you have to take people into confidence. If you look people in, with, with a vision that, no, I am nationalist. These people are not nationalists. It is not going to work. And in Andhra Pradesh, it is surprising that we have a counter-intelligence cell only to look into the anti-national activities of all these groups. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what, what, what has been the work so far because uh, uh, crores of rupees has been spent on counter-intelligence. They have got some sophisticated equipment from Israel, but I don't know. You know, these are the questions which I'm sure. Over okay, period so you of raise time, some, Mr. Ovesi, you raise some important questions, and you raise the larger question of how people cannot be alienated. There cannot be any discrimination. There cannot be any stereotypes. 
uh, and it is this, it is stereotyping of, of people whichever group it may be terror knows no religion terror doesn't know any class or creed uh, and, and people just end up losing their lives I'm sorry we've completely got uh, run out of time I'd like to thank all of you for joining us and the big question that one keeps asking how many more times will we be discussing will we be discussing something exactly like this on the same themes intelligence failures no real-time intelligence what are the police doing shoddy police work it just seems to be a broken gramophone that goes on and on but I'd like to thank all of you for joining us this evening we're going to end this program with a quick look a tribute at some of those who lost their lives yesterday <laughs>